Hi, this is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. Welcome to our deep dive into Cornell University's Johnson Graduate School of Management. Today, we're on the line with Drew Pascarella, the newly appointed Associate Dean for MBA programs. He's a Senior Lecturer of Finance and Faculty Director of the FinTech Intensive, a two-year innovative program to prepare students for the world of FinTech. Welcome, Drew. Hi. So give us a sense of the whole evolution of FinTech first and its implications for business before we get into how you're teaching this to MBA students. Yeah, sure. So, you know, fintech is is nothing new. In fact, you could probably trace it back to to the 1800s where companies like Western Union were, you know, wiring signals from bank branch to bank branch across the country, but I I would say in a more modern sense, um, companies like PayPal founded in in 1998 were sort of breaking through some of the technology and and ecosystem barriers that had been long held by the traditional financial services firms. So, you know, as we think about where we are today in fintech in 2019 and, and how we got here, at least to this phase, you look at some confluence events that includes mistakes by the banks. So underinvestment in technology. So in the in the 90s and early 2000s, they were much more focused on the margin and, and the bottom line versus beefing up their tech infrastructure. They were also not as focused on the customer as they should have been. So they they lacked this sort of traditional customer empathy that that we see, say, traditional um, technology companies hyper-focused on. They were they're more interested in making money off of money than figuring out what the customer actually needed and building a set of products around that. Mm. Um, you had a massive explosion in technology. Um, so bandwidth, computing power on an iPhone is something, you know, that is just mind boggling. If you think about it, you know, going back 10 or 15 years and, and, you know, the, the engineers had the ability to take advantage of that. You then had the financial crisis in 2007, 2008 and, and onward, which resulted in a lack of trust with wall street, more between wall street and main street and, and sort of gave financial services customers, the desire to look outside of Wall Street for some of these products. And you had really smart and talented entrepreneurs um, that exist throughout the country and the world that were able to, you know, sort of use the technology infrastructure that was coming into place and the customer desire to not work with traditional banks to come up with a set of products that either met or exceeded what was currently being offered. And when I think of fintech, I think of the quintessential disruptive technology in an incumbent industry. So I think of the mortgage companies that have that have emerged using technology and delighting customers, making it easier for customers. I think of the student loan companies like SoFi and Common Bond and things like that. Yep. Yeah, that's that's how we define it too. And and it's it's interesting when when I started doing my research to figure out how to put a program together that would quote unquote teach fintech, you know, I started asking the question of industry professionals, how how would you define it? And probably asked it 50 times and got 60 different answers. But the way we're <laughs> the way we're trying to define it for a group of second year MBA students that are hungry for sort of a, the, the language of fintech and how to fit into the ecosystem. We're defining it as uh, consumer-focused financial services products, very much in the way that you've just defined it. So we're not including things like algorithmic trading or some of the sort of institutional back office wiring that also needs to be upgraded, that's also using technology, but we're thinking about it as that sort of user experience or customer experience that's really been improved for consumer-based products. 
And, you know, there are a lot of words in academia, and intensive is one of those words, because in this sense, it's not a concentration or a major, and it's not an immersion either, which you also have. Can you explain the difference? Yeah, sure. So I, I would say, so we have um, we have these immersions that, that sit inside of our core MBA curriculum, and it's a package of classes where we sort of meld together the academic theory and then and then the practice and an approach of of sort of learning about an industry and or, or a function in a in a very practical way. We we like that approach. We like to to meld together the academic theory with practice and sort of you know industry knowledge. So when we thought about trying to get somebody up to speed on the fintech industry over a period of five or six or seven weeks, we thought the best way to do that would essentially be to take them offline from what they're doing in their overall two-year curriculum and drop them into the fintech ecosystem for some short period of time. So we sort of surround them with all things fintech so that they're learning the language, they're learning the ecosystem, they're understanding the prior moves, the landscape, each of the key verticals and what they, you know, what could be happening in the future in a way that is uninterrupted from a learning perspective. So if you only have that period of time to bring somebody up to speed, you really have to go all in with them and, and putting them together in this intensive experience, I think accomplishes that. And it includes three core courses in one elective, right? Yes. Yep. So what are those courses and what do they teach? Yep. Sure. So the, I would say the capstone class um, inside of this package is the FinTech Intensive Practicum. And that's where we essentially are exploring the landscape. We're taking a look at prior fintech disruptions, such as, say, digital payments, to understand what happened, why the banks were vulnerable, how an upstart technology company like PayPal could, could come in and take a leadership position, and what the key learnings are from those moves. We're then going deep into each of the current verticals. So things like robo-advising and insure tech and banking as a service so that we understand how the ecosystem works, who the players are, what the key drivers are, where value is being created or destroyed so that we can sort of look at, at each one of those and, and understand A, what's happening inside and, and B, what some of the commonalities and differences are between those verticals. And then at the end, we look forward and, and we bring venture capitalists in to try to understand how they're thinking about the industry, where they're placing their chips today for the next series of disruptions and, and moves. So that's the practicum class. We then pair up with either fintech companies or large financial services companies with digital initiatives like a city or a JP Morgan. And we send groups of students out into the field and we help them solve a fintech problem. And that's a structured field project where there's a problem statement. Um, there's a sort of consulting angle to figure out what some of the solutions might be. And then there's a mock-up of what a proposed solution might look like. And it ends with a, a final presentation to a group of senior executives where they essentially get to try out what they've been working on. And we find that that's a very effective way to meld what they're learning in this practicum with some of the real world problems that, that companies are facing. Oh, and part of the intensive is on the Cornell Tech campus in New York, right? Yep. Yeah. In fact, all of these classes, the, the students actually are physically located on our Cornell Tech campus for the duration of this intensive. Ah. Yeah. So it's it's um, students from all three of our residential MBA programs. So the two-year Ithaca program, the one-year Ithaca program, and the Cornell Tech New York City-based program. Last year, we had 44 students in the FinTech intensive. And 
and it was students from all three of those programs that were operating on these field project teams and sitting in the practicum class. Uh, and it all takes place in New York City. And among the courses is one on cryptocurrencies and blockchain, right? Yep. Yeah. So we we take advantage of a, a very, very deep bench of crypto and, and blockchain experts inside of our computer science department, um, and specifically at Cornell Tech to teach a, a class on crypto and blockchain as a way to sort of round out their fintech experience. And that's a very popular class as well. Now, Facebook is about to launch its own cryptocurrency. What do you think of that? Yeah, it's it's very interesting. So I would say it's not good timing um, <laughs> from 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 the perspective of what uh, say the regulators think of Facebook and and the user base thinks of Facebook. I think tying assets, even if they're digital assets, to a Facebook platform is probably not something that would have been as welcomed as as say eighteen or twenty four months ago. Although it is a very interesting concept, there's a there's essentially a closed ecosystem of two point six billion users. And you know things like marketplaces where currency is exchanged, so you can see the potential use case of uh, a currency for a platform like Facebook. It's just a, a bit of um, maybe troubled timing to roll something like that out. I'm sure that'll be much discussed in in your intensive as you move forward. We're ready, preparing for it. <laughs> exactly, for sure. Now. People who take this intensive, are they destined to go into fintech or does it actually make them more attractive to more traditional conventional jobs in finance? It's a good question. So we get a mix. So uh, 44 people last year, um, I would say somewhere in the neighborhood of 25% were actively pursuing a fintech product manager or, or you know, other sort of digital jobs inside of what we would consider to be fintech companies. There's another slice that we're going into digital silos inside of the traditional consulting companies. So they, they would have had fintech companies and financial services firms as their clients. So sort of understanding fintech ecosystem from the future desire to provide strategic uh, and operational advice to them. That's, that's another use case. There are investment bankers that are trying to understand the future of the industry that they're working in, even if it's not their client set, sort of, you know, the the, the mother company of, of an investment banker and, and understanding what they're doing to to remain relevant and competitive, um, you know, with the onslaught from from fintech. So that's that's another use case. Um, and then other other people in uh, that go into the tech industry that are looking to broaden out their view or other use cases of, of technology and other industries that they may not be as familiar with. What I like about this as well, and I think most students would, is that there's no real textbook. This is evolving, it's fast moving, and a lot of the learning is occurring from unique insights brought into the program by practitioners, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there there is no, well, I, I, I don't want to speak out of turn. There are fintech textbooks and more are being written, but uh, this is not a textbook learning subject matter. This is understanding the ecosystem, how it works, how to speak the language, how to gain influence. It's not a math class. It's not a hard skills class. It's from our perspective, it's, it's very much a, a class learning how to gain influence inside of an ecosystem that few people even understand or can explain. And that's a really, really difficult thing to figure out how to teach. It's something that we spent a tremendous amount of time with our industry partners trying to model out so that it would be effective. 
and it's impossible to deliver without great industry partners. So this practicum class that I mentioned, um, there are numerous guest speakers that come from industry senior roles inside of fintechs or traditional financial services firms or venture capital firms that are in the fintech industry or consultancies that advise the fintech industry and and they're thought leaders and they come into the classroom to help us direct our thinking and and direct discussion in a way that that we can better understand the ecosystem there's there's no textbook chapter that's ever going to be able to uh, allow you to do what we're trying to do in the classroom. And as you pointed out, there's this sort of roll up your sleeves, go and do it uh, aspect of the intensive, the field project. Can you give us a few examples of projects that students have worked on in the past? Yeah, sure. So a large digital bank was looking to launch a specific digital banking product to the Latino community and trying to understand how that community would approach a digital banking product, what the marketing campaign should look like, and what the set of product features should be that would best serve that community. So it was a sort of a whiteboard exercise to go out, understand the needs, understand the user in a way that you're asking the questions before you build the product. Mm. And, And it was, I think, a great opportunity for our students to really understand how to build a digital product from the ground up. So that was that was one example. There's another digital banking asset that had um, a fair amount of utilization, um, but the the operating company couldn't figure out how to make money from it, which is a common problem of, of any digital asset. As you launch it, you might get a viral acceptance of the product, but not necessarily any future way to, to monetize it. And, and we were tasked with trying to figure out what some of the monetization opportunities were. And that, that to me is a very flattering project to, to come to Johnson with because it's, it's about as real world as it gets and it, and it hits on what you know, the shareholder of that company is most focused on and we were helping them solve that problem. So the projects span, um, you know, run, the, run the gamut, but they're, they're all interesting in their own way. And I look forward to that aspect of the intensive every year. I should also point out to our audience that Drew is a much-beloved professor at Johnson who, for many years, was sort of leading the iBanking immersion. I've had the pleasure of sitting in a room with him and a few of his students, and I can just tell you that he is so widely admired and passionate about what he does, and I think that becomes very clear in our conversation. I'm sure you bring the same enthusiasm uh, to fintech as you brought to iBanking. Yeah, this job is an honor, you know, the, to to be in front of students either delivering content or or providing a program to students in, in a way where we can make a difference for them while while they're with us is, is something that I wake up energized about every day. And what I love about the approach is how you stop the clock. Rather than allow students to just take one course here, one course there and spread it across their two-year experience or their their half of their one year or whatever. You literally stop the academic calendar and then throw people into this. And so you're completely immersed in it in a way that probably enhances the learning and, and makes it so much more important to you. I appreciate that that acknowledgement. I, I think we spend a lot of time trying to figure out, is this something you know that's an add-on to the curriculum or is it something that we want to put a stake in the ground and lead? And if you want to put a stake in the ground and, and lead and make a difference and have people walk out into the fintech ecosystem after completing this program and, and being an influencer, 
that doesn't come in the form of a three credit class that's buried inside of a curriculum. That's right. that, that needs to be a thing. It needs to have a heartbeat. It needs to have a culture. It needs to have ownership from not only the faculty and staff, but the students and, and the, uh, the alums and, and executives that, that take part in it. And they, they feel like it's something special. And I think that gives it the, um, the prominence that that is required to be able to deliver this very difficult curriculum in a short period of time. So, Drew, is fintech here to stay, or is this something of a fad that will last for five years and disappear? So, it's definitely here to stay, but I'm not sure if we're going to be using the term fintech in five years. I, I think in in five years, the hope of the banks would be that they are very much seen as companies that fully embrace digital and technology in a way that delight their customers. And there's an an ecosystem of predominantly financial services firms complemented by large and small fintech companies that are collectively solving needs in a way that customers have been been looking for, for for decades. I don't know if we're going to call SoFi, a fintech company in five years, we're probably just going to call them a financial company. Right. I don't know if we're going to say that City has a fintech initiative or division in five years. We're probably just going to say that City is a digital banking company. Right. And I should point out that the fintech immersion is one of two in the Cornell MBA program. Digital marketing is also another one. Uh, and I'm assuming that has the same kind of format as the fintech intensive on the Cornell Tech campus. Yep, exactly. It's very much done in in the same in the same vein. There's a uh, a field project class, then there's a platforms class, so naming the sort of top 5 digital marketing platforms a la Facebook or or Google or Snapchat and sort of understanding how those platforms work and what the use cases are for some platforms and what the use cases are not for platforms. That's a, that's a class that we meld into this curriculum as well. Uh, and then we have an analytics class. So sort of using uh, big data to create digital marketing campaigns effectively. Um, so those are the three core courses that sit in digital marketing. So you're using the, the field project to be able to practice the analytics and the learning of the platforms in a real world way, very, very similar to what we're doing in, in fintech. Terrific. Drew, thank you so much. Thanks, John. All right, there's your FinTech Intensive at Cornell Tech at the Johnson Graduate School of Management. We are doing a series of podcasts that really take a deep dive into Cornell University's Johnson Graduate School of Management. This is just one of many, so look for the rest. We're talking about every single aspect of Johnson and its MBA programs. There is the two-year program, the one-year program, Anithica, as well as the Cornell Tech program, So this is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. Thanks for listening.